Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Hi everyone, we're back. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting good news. My passion, of course, continues to be sharing positive stories and positive people who are doing good work in this world. This month, we were so excited to see the podcast featured in a magazine for the very first time. I want to give a shout out to Westport Lifestyle Magazine for featuring Nina's Got Good News in their summer issue that just came out a couple of weeks ago. That was so fun to see. So thank you to Westport Lifestyle Magazine for featuring our podcast. Anyway, as always, I'm so grateful that all of you show up and listen to this podcast. So I just want to give you all another big thank you for being here. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer so far. Personally, I feel like it is going by so fast this year. I know for many of us, it's been a very strange and challenging summer. COVID is still going around, still raging in many parts, and things in the world just seem heavy right now. Plus, it also seems like everything is just super, super expensive because it is. And frankly, I just think everyone is feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and just kind of drained. So hopefully we can all find some time this summer to relax and recharge and reset. I think that we all really need that right now because we're just so drained and so tired. We personally are going to be taking some time in August to do just that. And we can't wait for some much needed downtime to just chill out. We do of course, love living by the water in coastal Connecticut in the summer. It's our favorite time of year to live here. It is truly the best. So here we are. Welcome to podcast number 98. Today's episode is sponsored by Mary Roos Organics. Mary Roos Organics is the only brand of vitamins and supplements that we use in our house. I take them every single day and so do my two kids, Charlie and Blaine. Mary Ruth herself is such an important and trusted resource for overall health and wellness for all of us, which is why I support and love this brand so much. Today's podcast is brought to you by Mary Ruth Organics. And if you go to their website, maryruthorganics.com and use my promo code, good news, you will get 15% off your order at checkout. And I know we all love saving money right now. So here we are. Today's episode is all about food. Oh my gosh. Don't we all love food? Who doesn't love talking about food, right? Food connects people. Food brings so much joy to people. Food just makes everyone happy. We really need that right now in a major, major way. So food, let's talk about it. My guest today has taken her passion for delicious, healthy food and built an incredible social media empire during the pandemic. Kat Ashmore, otherwise known as Kat Can Cook, has about 2 million followers on TikTok. That's right, 2 million followers on TikTok. She also has an enormous following on Instagram too. And again, all of this happened in the past two years during the pandemic. Kat now is on television on QVC every week, and she recently landed her very first book deal for an amazing new cookbook. I am so excited for her cookbook to come out. I can't even tell you. I can't wait to get my hands on that. Kat is a former television producer, just like me. Of course, I was in the news as a, as a television producer, and Kat was a food television producer working for Martha Stewart, and also creating recipes for Martha's TV show. Kat is a professionally trained private chef, 
She is a mom of two busy kids here in Connecticut. She really is a social media superstar. Kat has made everyone love salad again in a big way with her wildly popular series on TikTok and Instagram called The Hungry Lady Salad. That's right. The Hungry Lady Salad has gone viral. I love it so much. Kat is the reason why I've added more salads to our nightly dinner rotation. So thanks to you, Kat, for that. I'm going to predict right here that sometime very, very soon, Kat can cook. Kat Ashmore is going to have her very own TV show that's all about food. She's like the next Rachel Ray, in my opinion. You guys are going to love her so much. You will be inspired by her. You're going to learn so much from her. As Julia Child used to say, bon appetit. Here is my recent conversation with my friend Kat Ashmore, also known as Kat Can Cook. And my friend Kat Ashmore, otherwise known as Kat Can Cook on social media. She's such a star. She's with me now from Connecticut. Hi, Kat. How are you? Hi, Nina. I'm fabulous. How are you? So good, good to be it's here. So good to see you and talk to you. I've been wanting to do this podcast with you for a while. I'm just so fascinated with your story. And also because we're both former TV new TV producers, me news and you with food. I feel like we both love to tell stories so much. So we have a lot in common in that, in that aspect, but tell everyone just a little bit about your background cat. What yeah. is, yeah, you have so much, your resume is long, but tell <laughs> us, tell us the, uh, the cliff notes. Well, it, it's really funny, Nina, because I've done a number of things within the food industry, sort of the business of food. But the one thing that I always say is that like at my heart, I'm a storyteller, just like you said. So what that looks like has changed shape and it's fluctuated over the years, whether it's been television or telling stories through, you know, products for retail, um, you know, now obviously social media, TV, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, so I, I didn't really get started in this whole world until I went to culinary school when I was 29, um, which now sounds very young, but at the time it didn't feel very young. Um, so I had been working in marketing prior, it was fine, um, and ended up moving up to New York, went to culinary school. Um, and when I was leaving culinary school, it was highly suggested by all of our chefs that we go to a restaurant for a stage. Um, and a stage is basically sort of an externship. So the last leg of our schooling, we're placed somewhere. My heart of hearts did not feel like that was the right choice for me. You know, I had a waitress and things like that in the past when I was in college and um, I knew the kind of lifestyle and I, uh, I also knew that I wanted to be on the business side of food. Um, I always knew that. I, I didn't want to own a restaurant or anything like that. So um, I, you know, I ended up getting an externship with Martha Stewart, which was kind of like a no-brainer for me when when they offered it to me. So um, but it it was also kind of, you know, starting at the bottom. I was an intern at 29 years old, you know, and I remember when people would find out that I was an intern, they'd be like, you're an intern. And I'm like, yeah, I know what my gray hairs are confusing you. Um, but you know, I was really like, I was really eager. I was really hungry and I had no problem reinventing myself. It's like part of my personality. I'm always, you know, wanting to try new things and do new things and shake things up. So 
yeah, that was kind of when Such it all Such good advice. Off. I love that right, yeah. then, right there. Just, um, I love your confidence too. It's so good. So tell us though, what was it like working with Martha Stewart? And also I'm dying to know if you're still in touch with her since you've mm. gotten so famous yourself. Oh, so funny. Um, what was it? What was it like working? It was, oh, it was a piece of cake. I mean, no, it, I, it was, yeah, it was probably what you would imagine. I mean, it was very, it was, it was so challenging, right? Um, it was so challenging. I mean, I was really, I was filled with self-doubt for a, a months uh, being there, but just to be surrounded by so much it, creativity, like I had never seen and so much excellence and really look around the room and everyone was something I was learning something from and was so impressive. And I had so much respect for it. And having started on uh, the television side. So I had my externship that was meant to be about four months after like a month, they ended up offering me a like full-time paid position. So I was a production and it was wonderful. They're like, you're old, you need to be making money. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I was a production assistant on her show. Do you you remember the Martha show? Yep, sure do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, it's funny because like, you know, some of the younger people like on TikTok and stuff, like they they would have no idea. They're like, oh, the woman who's friends with Snoop Dogg. I'm like, yeah, she's a little more than that. Um, yeah, you're like, speaking that of is, reinventing herself. Yeah. I, uh-huh. Well, she is the perfect example, right? Like I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like she really was the original influencer yep. and she has always been so progressive and she, she just is willing to try, you know, and I think that that is part of what keeps her so young. Um, so yeah, so I started on the TV side and it's a small compared to her corporate business. It's a small team. Um, and we're seeing, we're getting a lot of FaceTime with her early mornings, you know, where she's in her clogs, making her espresso, like in the, so it's a, I think we were able to have more of a close relationship than a lot of people um, that worked on the corporate side. So that gave me some, some great insight. And then after the show ended, so I was producing um, food segments on there. So all of the segments where she was cooking with like celebrities or chefs or celebrity chefs. um, Sometimes I did some stuff on camera as well. Then I moved over to corporate and I did some product development and recipe development stuff for her there. Um, as far as being in touch with her, no, I haven't been in touch with her, like directly with her in probably, probably like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, but I have a couple of friends who still work with her or have started working with her again in this new facet and she's in Bedford. So she's not very far. Um, so I think like, especially now that she's on TikTok, I have a feeling that, you know, we'll get a collab or something. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> like, awesome. Especially, I feel like it's necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. especially we're going to talk more about your your new cookbook you're working on. So I'm sure when yeah. that when that starts happening, that is, um, I can see a, a nice collab happening. That's so good. So, Kat, your passion for food though is this always been like? Has this always been part of you like your whole life, or when did the passion for food really start to develop for you? My passion for food has always, it has definitely always been a part of my life. I didn't, 
you know, I, I didn't grow up with parents that were, um, that lived and breathed cooking. Um, it wasn't like that for me, but my mom is a good cook. Um, but you know, mostly it's just kind of survival when you've got young kids and you're working full time. And my parents both were getting their masters at night when we were little. And so, you know, for me, I just kind of fell in love with it. And I was really fascinated in, in looking back, all of my favorite memories of childhood are around food. You know, there's always food involved. So when I was in middle school, I remember, I mean, we would go on vacation. We would take road trips down to Ocean City, Maryland. And I would bring like at least one to two cookbooks. And I would read them like novels in our hotel room. And my brother would just be like, what are you doing? Like, no one's cooking. Like, there's no kitchen, you know? But it wasn't about that for me. It transported me somewhere else. And, you know, that it was like fiction to me, but better. So I've always really loved it. Funny enough, one of the books I used to take was Martha's first book, Entertaining. So of course, I love it was that really book. amazing. I yeah, know, I it's such book. a classic, right? Like, I know. I'm just thinking now when I get through my favorite book right now, The Hotel Nantucket, I'm going to maybe pick up Ooh. my Julia Child cookbook and actually read it like a novel. I might do that. So, so what is The Hotel Nantucket? Is that? Oh, my God. It's like my favorite book right now. It's, um, you know, Elin Hildenbrand. She oh, writes yes. all these amazing books. Okay. I haven't I'm read a book in that. so long, Kat. I can't even tell you. I think just because, you know, we're both moms and we both work. We're yeah. so busy, honestly, like when I have free time, I'm consuming like content or I'm, you know, consuming podcasts, like that's yeah. my jam that fills me up, but me I really like missed an old school book. So I found this book when I was doing a podcast interview at my favorite bookstore in Madison, Connecticut, RJ Julia bookstore. And, um, I picked it up and I literally, I I'm so into the book. I get excited to get in bed at night and read. Oh, that's the best feeling. And I haven't I done that in that. so long. So anyway, sorry to digress, okay. but when I, I'm no, finished with I'm the hotel, it Nantucket, I started I might doing read audible audio books. So oh, yes. So like, this is on my standing desk treadmill with them on right now. Yes, um, I know. So I love I'm your gonna desk add that to my, I'm going to add that to my list. Thank you. Yeah, it's so it's good. good. It's oh like God, a breath of so fresh air. You know, you need to just, even though yes. you're right, I get this pull. Like I'm so obsessed with like self-improvement and productivity and all of these things, but it's like, it's good to let in some other air yes. from time to yeah, time. Like a real you know? Book, you know? Yeah. Real yeah. So, but I'll tell you like when I transitioned, so when I was in marketing, I was living down in South Florida and I was working for this luxury real estate company. And there was one weekend when, um, there was a, an open house for like a $40 million home in Manalapan, I think it's called. Um, and the caterer like canceled and I had, I know, and I had like, you know, brought in some stuff from time to time to the office, like nothing crazy. And one of the realtors was like, obviously they were totally in a pinch. And she was like, is there like, do you think you could, like, is there any way you could like make some stuff? We can't have no food. And I was like, okay. And so I like drew up a menu. I like, remember it like it was yesterday and I catered it and like, everybody like loved it. And I remember going like, I don't ever feel this good at my actual job. <laughs> like I don't ever get this kind of satisfaction doing what I'm actually paid to do. Um, 
and it was just the right time. Like my boyfriend and I had just broken up and I was like, maybe I'll go to culinary school. And I did. Oh my God. Isn't that crazy? I know. The, way, I know. the way life works. Yeah. The universe. Yes. Everything has to happen for everything to happen. You know, yes, like who would, it's all part of the who journey. Knows? Yeah, I know. Well, so, okay. So let's fast forward to 2020 mm-hmm. and the really dark time that we were all in. Um, yeah. I, I know you were in it too, because we've yeah. talked about this um, in real life, but yeah. it was, it was such a dark time. Right. And you all of a sudden, right. Your life changed. The pandemic was, was rough, but in a way for you, it was almost like this silver lining again, listening to the universe and tell us about how getting on TikTok really did change your life during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really did. Um, so yeah, I've spoken with you and I'm, I'm pretty vocal and I'm pretty vulnerable on my social media platforms. Um, so <clears throat> there's nothing that I'm like, not, there's almost nothing I'm not comfortable talking about. I was, I was in a dark place mentally and physically. And I think for a lot of people in talking with more and more people, when the pandemic happened and everybody was just home, there wasn't that like escape, you know? So whatever was kind of maybe rumbling around inside of you kind of was trying to really get to the surface because there were there weren't, you know, a packed calendar and all of these other things to kind of distract you from it. So, um, I was, I was in a really hard place. I had been, I hadn't been working for about two years when we moved to, um, Fairfield County, you know, my, my career is in New York city. There really wasn't anything. There's no food media companies or anything like that here in, in, uh, Connecticut. So it was basically like, okay, now I'm pregnant. So I can either commute into New York with my husband and not see my kids, or I can stay home. And I'm privileged that I would, you know, have that as an option. A lot of people don't, but I think that that's something that a lot of mothers face when they move to a place where their career isn't something that there's a lot of access to. So I had been home for a couple of years and I just wasn't, I'm not a very good stay at home mom. And I wasn't the kind of woman that I wanted to be. I wasn't happy. I had lost a lot of my joy. I felt so grateful to have these kids, but it was like mentally I felt grateful. My heart wasn't connecting to it. And then I would feel guilty that I wasn't enjoying them more. And like that whole, it's like a spiral, fun rabbit hole that we send ourselves down. Yeah. Um, I also had like gained weight and I was drinking too much and I was like eating and, you know, my, my love for, and passion for food was really, I didn't have anywhere for it to go other than like putting it in my mouth. Um, so a lot of me, like losing the baby weight, if you want to call it that is because I, you know, I have other places to go with my love for food other than just like cooking for myself every day. Um, so I decided to get on TikTok. I was invited into a program that they were doing. So they were really just at a phase where they were trying to reinvent themselves. And I think they saw the opportunity with the pandemic and they wanted to elevate their platform beyond, you know, kids dancing. And so, cause that really was the perception of a lot of people, right. Is like TikTok is just like kids dancing. And so they were starting a program. I was referred by a friend of mine who had gone through it. She's an actress and model out in LA. And I said, yes, I didn't really know if I had like anything left to offer. I don't, didn't even know if 
I had retained any of my skills or my talent or any of that. But I just said yes. And I think that's thank God you said yes. Thank God I said yes. Yeah. So that was just about two years ago. And I started my website. It's changed iterations over time. And I started posting and I was just consistent. I posted once a day. I didn't really know what I was doing or what people wanted to see for me. I had always worked for other brands. So I wasn't even really sure what my voice was or who my community was. I just knew that I wanted to help. And I'm someone that gets a tremendous amount of satisfaction from helping people, right? From like making a difference. And I hope that that's what I do with my food. Like I'm always so happy when, you know, someone, someone recognizes me in, you know, public and the one of the first things they say is like, oh my God, I made your salad last weekend. And, you know, my son would never touch Brussels sprouts. And now he asked for it. Like though, that's the stuff, you know, that really, really just like lights me up. So yeah, like TikTok's a really, really powerful platform. The potential for virality is unmatched. Yeah. It's amazing. So what was the first recipe that kind of took off for you? What was, what was the first one that, I mean, cause I would imagine in the, you know, maybe your first couple videos, like nothing really happened, but like, when did it, when did the first one take off and what was it? Yeah. So the first, I want to say like the, my first viral video was, I think it was a hack for like melons, like how to choose a melon that's ripe at the grocery store. Oh yeah, store. that's a good one. Yeah. And then I remember saying to Mike, I was like, do I just need to do like produce videos now like like, melon hacks is that me? Yeah. Yeah, exactly and I'm like I don't know if I want to be that though like I'm I mean I want to be part of my yeah. thing yeah exactly you can get pigeonholed really fast um and that and then it was like kind of quiet and then I'd like grow a little bit here a little bit there but what I realized is that growth really does happen in waves yes. and when the momentum comes you just have to ride it yeah. like throw all of your best self there because you have people's attention mm-hmm. and then it goes and then it goes and you don't freak out. Just know that this is the, this is the way it goes. <clears throat> but my, I, you know, I started kind of revealing a little bit more about my background. I shared a couple of recipes, this like really basic chicken salad, but it's not like it's, it is, but I shared, it was actually like what really happened. I didn't have any celery on hand. And so I was like, I don't have any celery, but I have this like head of romaine. So I'm just going to cut off the bottom of this head of romaine and it'll kind of serve the same purpose. And people were like, yes, mind blowing. They're like, how did you know that? That, And they're like, I, I hate celery. I never buy celery, but I always have romaine or, you know, they just thought it was so smart. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just kind of started being a little bit more vulnerable. And then Mm -hmm. I posted my first hungry lady salad, like, you know, end of last year, I guess. Um, and then that was like a huge, yeah. That, a I huge feel like that was thing. like a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Game, game. We're all changer. like obsessed I mean, with your hungry lady salads. And I know I love to, it reminds me so much of my mom because my mom is the only person I know that makes her own salad dressing. So mm. then when I see you with the hungry lady salad and you're doing all these amazing salad dressings that you're making at home, it's yeah. just like, I love that because it's, you know, salad dressing is actually one of the like worst things you can buy unless it's, a, you know, unless there are some good brands out there, but 
it's so funny. You can have a salad, but then as soon as you put all this like high calorie, high fat, disgusting preservative salad dressing on the salad, all of a sudden you're like, wait, this isn't healthy anymore. Yeah. It's so good. And did you realize that with the hungry lady salad was going to strike such a chord or was that just kind of like, I'm just going to see how this goes. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I had a feeling because like from, I have a marketing kind of mind and I know like yourself, I'm a storyteller, right? So in producing television and writing scripts, like I know how to reach people. And I think like, I know how to kind of sell them on something. And my content is very you focused. Mm -hmm. Like it is very focused on like, where are you right now? I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to take your hand and we're going to do this together, you know? And I think that like at a time where people were, you know, lonely and isolated and anxious and all of these things, understandably, that sense of connection was really great and super rewarding for me. The first truly, truly like game changer video before the Hungry Lady Salads was this little intro video that I did where it was like the first time I kind of got vulnerable and I was like, hi, I'm Kat. You know, this is what I did. This is where I was this time last summer. I was in a really bad place. Like I just shared with you. Um, and I kind of thanked people for being there and I showed all of my food throughout the video and that video went super viral Mm -hmm. and I gained, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers in, you know, a couple of days. Um, and then, yeah, the hungry lady salad. I mean, I just kind of cheekily called it the hungry lady salad. I know it's so great. And because it made you sort like, of like the salad sensation. I feel I, like that. Yeah. yeah. You like made salad look really good again, you know? Well, and my, my feeling with it was, you know, going into January, this month, this traditional month of, you know, I need to lose weight. Right. Like a sitting, I have to get healthier. Yeah so much of the messages are about what you shouldn't be eating, mm-hmm. you know, what you need to cut out. It's like restriction, restriction. I'm thinking like, haven't we had enough restrict, like mm-hmm. restrictions placed on us. Yeah. And so I wanted to come at, come at it from a different angle, talking about what we're adding to our plate rather than taking away. Yeah. And I, know that I was think so good. That, that message really, really resonated with people. And I'm like, look, I'm a trained chef. This is going to be delicious, super flavorful, lots of texture, lots of color, like, and it's like a PS it's healthy kind of thing. Um, and I use that term kind of loosely because, you know, it's not about like the calories and stuff like that for me. It really was about just like training myself to really crave these healthier foods, you know, and like veggies exciting, you know, they get such a bad rap. So I feel like Kat, you probably get this, this question all the time, but if someone has an idea for something, um, like, and they want to get on social media and grow on social media, like, what do you tell them? What's your best advice? Is it just to be authentic or is it to be consistent? Like, what's your best piece of advice? My best, and I do talk to a number of people about this pretty regularly because I feel like I've learned a lot and I love sharing it. Consistency and authenticity is important. I think the number one thing is asking yourself, what can I provide? Mm-hmm. How is what I'm selling or what I'm doing going to make someone's life better? Mm-hmm. And looking at it from that angle, 
I think it's really hard to go wrong. It may not happen overnight, but people sense that. Like I, I feel like I am truly serving people. Like mm-hmm. I am providing inspiration. I'm providing recipes. I'm educating. And it is um, every single piece of content that I make. I say like, how am I helping someone? Are they learning? Mm-hmm. So- you know, are they learning something? How is this unique? So I think that that's really important. Right. Like you're adding value and you're asking yourself, you adding know, value. Coming from a yeah. place of service. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's so yeah. important. So yeah. Kat, since you've obviously become the salad, salad sensation <laughs> and you're, yeah. you're the social media star here. Um, since that's all happened, you've landed this amazing deal with QVC, which is so exciting. Mm-hmm. You've yeah. um, gotten this exciting new cookbook deal, you know, for your first cookbook, which we're so excited about. You're always on TV, you know, Rachel Ray, all these amazing TV shows. So tell us a little bit about, you know, since you've gotten like famous on social media, tell us about all these deals that have come your way and just give us a little, like a a day in the life of how your life has changed. Oh my God. My my life has changed completely. Yeah. It, I think I probably would have gotten to where I am. Um, I can say that, but it it would have taken a lot longer um, if it wasn't for, you know, TikTok in particular. Um, But really the kind of the world being ready and me being ready for what everyone wants right now, which is authenticity and, you know, storytelling and friendship and all of that in the way of education. So I, um, yeah, so I have a, you know, a brand agent who handles my brand deals. That's a lot of my income. I have a a literary agent um, who, you know, sold my proposal. I'll be publishing a cookbook with Penguin Random House. So that won't be out until probably January, January, 2024. It's a long process, um, a book. I don't know if you have any um, experience with it, but it's a long, it's a very (laughs) long process. Like I'm writing all of the rest. And I knew that it was a long process yeah. from, you know, being at Martha and everything, but so I'm wrapping up the recipe writing in like December spring will be like the full cookbook shoot and all of that. And then I have, um, the design and the production. So, um, yeah. And QVC I've been with for a couple of months. So really it, um, I mean the hungry lady salad thing, yeah. like it just, the explosion of it in January. And also I think so many people feeling seen and heard like, yes, I want to be healthier, but I'm not keto. I'm not paleo. I'm not vegan. And I feel like there's no space for me because everything is like, you know, and I'm like, let's just not even talk about any of that stuff. Like I barely even talk about my food being healthy or, you know, dairy free. I'm like, oh yeah, by the way, it's dairy free. Um, I just want people to like, really want to make it. So when that started happening, I mean, everything kind of took off. The, the book thing came, I, I wanted to write a cookbook for a long time. I had some, you know, smaller publishers and things approach me last year and even been in talks in the past. But I knew like when I come out with a book, I want it to be amazing. Like mm-hmm. I wanted to be like such a hefty book and so brilliant and so great. And I really want to be very clear on, how it is I want to introduce myself to mm-hmm. this cookbook world and what people really want from me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it took until now to really understand what that, what that was. Um, yeah. So that, 
was great. Yeah. And so I'm on QVC anywhere between one and three times a week right now. Oh my God. So I'm okay. an ambassador. That's a lot though, Kat. Whoa. Yeah. And you're a mom yeah. of two adorable little yeah. kids, a boy and a girl. That's yeah. a lot. You got yeah. a lot going on. Yeah. I know. But you know, it. you're doing it and you know what, it, you know what um, I always get the sense from you is that you love what you do. And um, I talk about this a lot on all my channels is like, if you're loving what you're doing, it actually doesn't feel like a dreaded job. You know, it is work of course, but if you love what you're doing, um, it's so much more rewarding and you're getting the most out of it. So I think that's so I awesome. I used to hate when people say, I used to be like, I used to think that was so cringe when I heard yep. people say that. Yeah. And now I actually get it because it's just, it's like an extension of myself. Right. It's part of me. Like, yes, right. it's my work, but it's part it fills of me. you up. Yeah. I can't, w- I wake up crazy early in the yep. morning and people think I'm psycho, but I cannot wait to get out of bed and to start creating. Yeah. I love that. Well, so Kat, just to keep it real here, because I always like to do that. Um, obviously we know, you know, you love what you do and you're doing so well. We're so proud of all your success, but I'm sure it's not always all rainbows and unicorns. So tell us just keeping it real. Like what's the biggest challenge that you're having right now as a content creator, as a soon to be cookbook author, what's your biggest challenge right now? Yeah, no, it's definitely not. It's definitely not all easy. I had a particularly hard week last week where I was in, I was in all kinds of self-criticism and, oh, I I think I'm doing too much and I need to back out of this because I had been given some feedback of a, on a very big project that was hard to take. And I think, um, I kind of realized for myself that if I'm not uncomfortable. I'm not growing. Like I'm Mm -hmm. not doing new things. I, I want to keep expanding. So that means I'm going to be touching more and more of the unknown. And I need to give myself that grace and know that like, I'm not supposed to feel like I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not supposed to have it figured out, you know? And that means that this is a huge learning opportunity for me. And it's just going to make me better. Being an entrepreneur also is, it can be lonely. It's not as much anymore, but you do, it can be really lonely because you've got, you know, you've got these different branches of your business, but at the end of the day, I don't really have one person that I can just kind of look like and be like, yeah, this is crazy. You know, no, like I don't have that, you know? So yeah, and you don't yeah, have a boss that's telling no. you what to do. Yeah. Mm-mm. And sometimes that, you know, the hateful comments and stuff every once in a while, it'll get to me if I'm that's already true. in a sensitive space. Yep. I really try. It's that like push pull because I don't, I try not to read my comments so much, but I also really want to engage with people and have a conversation right. on my page. And then, you know, I read something that's like horrific and I'm like, ugh, you know. So yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I'm still figuring it out. Right. That's good. I know that's good. You're figuring it out as you go. It's so important. Now, what do your kids think of your internet fame? Oh, it's so funny. They, um, I mean, they see, they love watching me on TV. Like they love watching me on QVC. They think it's so great. Um, you know, they're young enough where they don't really understand like social media, thankfully, and that kind of stuff. But 
you know, William does know the word TikTok and I'm sure at school or wherever people are probably like, why is that kid talking about TikTok at five years old? I would be like, no, no, no. Like that's my job. Um, but I mean, they think it's funny when people come up, you know, cause people will stop me almost every day when we go out, like, you know, so they, at first they were kind of like, why are so many people stopping you? And I'm like, oh, they know me from, yeah. So they think it's cool, but they don't totally get it yet. Yeah. That's, I love that. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they're not old like, enough to be embarrassed by me. I know, I know, thing, I, I know. At some point, yeah, that'll that'll be. come later. Trust <laughs> It'll me. It'll come. Yeah. Um, tell us, what do you like? Like TikTok and Instagram are so different, but mm-hmm. also they're also you know with Reels now on Instagram, they're they're getting you know more aligned. But what do you see as the biggest difference between TikTok and Instagram? TikTok is is looser. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram is still more, I don't want to say highbrow, but Instagram is still more curated than mm-hmm. TikTok is. It is much more curated. Even the stuff that is trying not to be curated mm-hmm. is curated. And there are things that I post on TikTok that I don't post on Instagram. They, it, oftentimes the stuff that does the best on TikTok are the things that literally look like you accidentally filmed it. You know, like, oh my God. Like it was in your drafts and you just Uh decided to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's sometimes the stuff that will resonate the most with people. Yeah. Authenticity is so crucial on TikTok. Mm -hmm. It is everything. I don't think it's that way on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it matters as much on Instagram. Um, I think people will say that it does, but I don't, I don't really know that it does. I like on Instagram that there are so many ways to connect, to build off of Instagram. Um, You know, there are a lot of layers. It's a really dynamic platform with stories, with Q and A's. There are stories on TikTok now as well, but um, even though I have much less followers on Instagram Mm -hmm. than I do on TikTok, the followers I have on Instagram, I feel like we have a closer relationship. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna have a close relationship with 2 million followers on TikTok, obviously, but you know, it's, yeah. I know. Aren't you dying that you have 2 million followers? I'm still like, oh my God, how is this? I don't even know how many it is. I don't even know. And I think that that's why it's really helpful when, you know, people message me and they share things. People were saying the other day that I got a message from this woman in Mexico city about how her and her sister and her mother have been like cooking their way through my website. And then this woman in Brazil said that every Friday is hungry lady salad Friday at at her work. And like somebody brings in a new salad and they share it as like a potluck in Brazil. Like it's, it's so freaking cool. Like the reach of it all, but you need to go on like a hungry lady salad tour. And do like, like Anthony Bourdain or something like God yes. rest. Yeah, I know that would be amazing. So like, nothing cool. makes and like, doesn't that blow that. your mind that you've built that community and you're like, how I can't, I know people amazing. in like new, new Zealand and Norway. And yeah. We're talking about like, I brought this to my grandfather. He just went through chemo in New Zealand. Oh like, I know it's, yeah, it's food, food really does connect people. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredible to see. 
So Kat, what's next for you? I know you're working on your book feverishly, which is so exciting. I can't wait to read it in January of 2024. But Mm. so in addition to your book, what else are you working on right now? What's next for Kat Can Cook? Yeah, so I think what's next for me, I see myself doing a product line at some point. Yeah. Right now, of course, with my book taking up so much of my energy and QVC. Um, those two things are really huge projects for me, but it's, you know, continuing to probably build more of a team. I have a marketing assistant now and I have a bookkeeper now. So that's been huge. Um, but to really think about, you know, what does the next stage look like? Because a product line is going to happen mm-hmm. for me um, at some point. I just don't know when, and I want mm-hmm. it to be the right time because respectfully, you know, with the virality of places like TikTok and even Instagram, people will get, you know, get a ton of followers and then kind of go, oh, now I need to do a product line. Now I need to do this. So I'm really just trying to be patient and similar mm-hmm. to with my book. I want to do it right. I want to do yep. it at the right time yep. and know exactly what people want to see from me. So yeah, that's um, super important. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a busy I think girl that's right the, now. I'm like getting a flow. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad that I didn't do a book earlier because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have that. You don't get a first time, like you don't get a do over for your first time. So, right. And what do you guys have on tap this summer? I know you love, like I do, we love Connecticut in the summer. So what do you, what do you, well, have we're actually going to be, we, we're actually going to be going up to Muskoka in Ontario, Canada. Um, where Mike's family is, his extended family is all in the UK and then his brothers and sisters and his mom right now is in, um, on Ontario. So we're going to one of their cottages for like a week and a half because it's been a long time since we've kind of all been together. Okay. So we're really looking forward to that. It's a long road trip with a three and a five year old. So yeah, that is if we come back with one less person, you'll know why. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah that, um, my yeah. good friend who's also been on the podcast, she's my hockey coach. You know, I started mm. the mom's hockey yes. team. Oh my God, I love um, that. she's from there. She's from oh. where you're, I, she's from that exact same spot in Ontario. Really? So we're going to have to connect you guys. Cause she's the totally best. Canadians yeah. are the best. Yeah. So she is the best. And so that's the yeah. only reason why, when you said where you were going, I'm like, Oh, that's where, that's where Kelly is. You're like, I know that place. I know that yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe we'll come, maybe we'll get you to skate with us. Maybe Babs can get you to come that. skate with us. That'd be so fun. Oh my God. I would, to- I would totally do that. I'd make a fool I know, of myself, we have such but a good that's time. never stopped me. Yeah, I know. And I know you like yeah. to say yes to opportunities. So I do. Um, Kat, say yes how can people follow later. along on your journey? What's the best places for them to follow you? Yeah. So my, my website is KathleenAshmore.com. Kathleen with a K. Um, if you subscribe, you get like an email every week with my recipes, my new recipes when they come up. Um, Kat can cook on TikTok and Instagram. There are underscores on Instagram, but it'll come up. So it's Kat with a K and I'm on QVC three times a week and my book will be out January 24th. That's amazing. We're so excited for you and so proud of you and just keep crushing it. Keep saying yes. I love all your, all your good tips and tricks. And also I love all your hacks and um, you're actually, you actually have helped me so much in the kitchen because I really do struggle in the kitchen. So 
I know all the moms would like to say a big thank you because also in addition to your hungry lady salad, as you know, cause I've messaged you a million times when you did that, um, the dinner series about like, I'm in a rut for dinner. Yes. What did you call it? I have more coming. It's I'm in the a dinner rut. rut rescue. I have more coming. Yeah. yeah. Every time you post it, I'm like, wait, how does she know I'm in a rut? How does she I'm know in- that? Cause we're all in a rut. My head. I cooked for a living and I don't want to put dinner on the table, like more yeah. nights than not. So I loved so. that series too. So, Good. because I feel like I'm sort of always in a rut, but yeah. you've helped me a lot. So I just want to say thank you on behalf of all of us who struggle in the kitchen. Thank you for all your help and um, just your inspiration for, you know, doing all the good things in the kitchen and making salad good again, all the things. So thank making you salads again. great again. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for sharing all again. your good news with all okay. of us. Today. Thank yes. you so much for having me. It was so fun. Thank you for listening to my mom's podcast. Remember you can find Nina's got good news on iTunes and Spotify, also on Google Play, Stitcher, and Outcast. And now we are also on Pandora. Please be sure to subscribe. Also rate and review all her podcasts too. And be sure to share it with a friend. The mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community in the audio space. Please follow my mom on Instagram. Her handle is Nina B. Clark. Don't forget, Clark has an E at the end of it. For now, I'm Blaine Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's just keep being awesome. XOXO.